That's why political channels can fake videos about me. It's more interesting than politics. I'm not interested in drama, fame, money. I'm interested in worldly affairs. This is why I used to travel around. But it seems like most people either won't stand up or are only interested in the drama. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's dial it down. The cycle never seems to end. It inspects up a new generation to debate the thing humans forgot they already debated. When will they stop talking about civil rights? When? When will they just shut the f up already? What the hell is wrong with all of you? Why are you always talking? Why do you always have to rub it in our faces? We get it. Slavery was bad. Genocide of indigenous people was bad. Why do we have to keep bringing that up? What's wrong with all of you? In The Gift That Keeps On Giving, this is a story that is not only more incredible the longer it goes, and the permeations and ripple effects that it's having on the rest of the internet. But I actually have a role to play, or played a role in this story. Uh, I may have stolen one of James O'Keefe's dreams of all the pranks that James O'Keefe has pulled. This one, perhaps by myself, uh, wasn't even planned. In fact, I didn't even want to cancel the James O'Keefe musical. I would have preferred to have filmed and gone to the James O'Keefe musical uh, as some kind of a, uh, let's just say, uh, media figure. Uh, you know, I'm definitely not a journalist, but certainly someone looking to cover it objectively and, and, and everything that it was about. And unfortunately, in the process of finding out how much the VIP packages cost, I may have got the whole musical shut down. I didn't know also that this was like such an important part of like James's life that like it's it's so important to him that he was willing to actually burn down what I thought was a very profitable and most likely uh, heavily outside funded media empire, uh, which was, you know, Project Veritas. Uh, the whole thing is clown shoes of the highest degree. Like uh, it was just a factory of lies from the very start. That's his whole career. He's he's just a troll. He's a troll that rose to the ranks of having like a couple crumbs of truth and a couple of the things he did. But for the most part, would just lie or pay people off on camera has been caught Time and time again, at one point, uh, he was actually in legal trouble uh, when he was basically straight up trying to, like, wiretap people's phones. And then he was like, oh, well, uh, <laughs> oh, wait, this is illegal, you say. Interesting. Anyways, long documented uh, history of lies. I didn't know this entire time that it was because of the music. The, it was because of the show. I knew that he was really into musicals, musical numbers, specifically Michael Jackson. And as someone who uh, isn't admitted a long time, I was a Michael Jackson truther. So of that, of having a fondness, especially as a white person, for Michael Jackson's entire catalog and truly believing that, you know, Michael Jackson could do no wrong for a long time. Don't worry, eventually I broke. Like it, when that documentary came out, I was, I was just straight up like, fuck, I've been living a lie for some time now. <laughs> He definitely did did it. Yeah, he's that's fucked. Oh god, what a monster! What a monster! Uh, I'm not someone who uh, boycotts music. I, I'm for Death of the Artist. I still listen to a lot of musicians. It's like if I had to cancel every single musician that was problematic, well, there would probably be not a lot of rock and not a lot of early hip hop. To be honest, that I would be allowed to enjoy. Uh, there would be a lot of musical genres where it would just be like, oh god, Jimmy Page. Oh god, uh, what are you doing? Oh god, what's happening? You know, shit like that. Um, yeah, never meet your heroes. Uh, there's, there's, yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of musical artists who I absolutely love. So on that, I could understand it. He's like a little drama kid who wanted, who wanted to just have musicals and then eventually have musicals about his life. Uh, I didn't know that he was like 
willing to, to tank the entire thing for it, though. James O'Keefe, Outright Cruel, Project Veritas Employees, Internal Memo Ledges. The undercover video operation run by the right-wing operative James O'Keefe is in turmoil, racked by unhappy donors of O'Keefe's outright cruel behavior towards the staff, according to internal memos signed by a third of its employees. A third! A fucking third! Working for O'Keefe at Project Veritas can mean being publicly humiliated by him in what amounts to public crucifixions and even required to take lie detector tests, his unhappy employees write in the memo. I would describe Project Veritas, current employment with this saying, the beatings will continue until morale improves, one disgruntled staffer wrote in the memo. On Monday, Project Veritas staffers presented the nonprofit board with a document covering the behavior, saying they were troubled and frustrated by O'Keefe's management style. Later in the day, the board voted to reinstate two executives O'Keefe had fired a week earlier, while O'Keefe went on paid leave. James will be taking a few weeks of well-deserved paid time off, Project Veritas executive director Daniel Strack wrote Monday in the internal Project Veritas group chat obtained by the Daily Beast. Even though O'Keefe is synonymous with the group he founded, his fate at the nonprofit remains unclear. New York Magazine first reported on the internal decision, uh, dissension of O'Keefe's leave. O'Keefe didn't respond to requests for comments. In a statement, Stack told the Daily Beast, the board is constantly evaluating what the best path forward is for the organization. The internal dissension comes as Project Veritas faces a number of threats, including an FBI investigation and an ex-employee's lawsuit alleging O'Keefe oversaw a raucous, sexually charged workplace, complete with at least one drug overdose. Project Veritas has denied breaking any laws in the FBI investigation and is fighting the lawsuit. In December, the group laid off several staffers. Now, people like Glenn Greenwald will try to fool you and be like, hey, if we don't stand up for Project Veritas, are we ever going to stand up for journalism? I may not agree with everything he says or his opinions, but at the end of the day, this is an outfit breaking stories. Did you see their recent one where uh, basically they, they found out that Pfizer, yes, that same Pfizer, is doing directed evolution. Yes, they are actually creating the very viruses they purport to be curing in order to what? Print the money. Yes. Ooh. Even though it was an another one of those catfishing videos where someone's fooling someone else to go on a date and then the same person in that very same video then admits that he was lying uh, he's like I'm, I'm lying to impress a date I don't actually even work for Pfizer blah 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 I was lying the whole time that's in the video yeah they, they didn't edit that part out but that's yeah so uh, he could also just be an actor hired by James O'Keefe because he's done that before just to lie on camera as part of the sting operation and, and like well we don't have a story here well, what if we made the story? James O'Keefe also has a, a long documented history of weird ass sexual shit and trying to like, uh, you know, use what he called kinky sex uh, in order to lure a CNN uh, w uh, woman journalist and then uh, use it as a way of uh, being like, ha I wasn't actually into that kinky sex we had. And I even listed the objects of the kinky sex, which included dildo. Yes, dildo was going to be involved in the, quote, kinky sex that they were going to have. And also, there's also an alleged story of uh, them having a staff party on a boat and doing so much shit that they literally shit. Like, apparently they started shitting on the deck. I'm assuming from all the drugs they were doing. Yeah, I guess I guess they were doing a few too many key bumps. And at a certain point, it was like, oh, wow, that's a lot of alcohol and cocaine all at once and uh, shellfish earlier. And boom, that apparently is, uh, well, allegedly. We have to say, allegedly, for, for the purposes of this, allegedly. But yes, the literal poop deck. The memo, which was obtained by the Daily Beast, co uh, covers its founders demanding an alleged abuse treatment of its staff, even laying out concerns that Project Veritas will soon collapse entirely as donors and employees flee. Sixteen staffers signed their names to the memo, according to the document. James has become a power-drunk tyrant. That's That doesn't surprise me, because like in the videos we've been seeing of James lately, he looks like like he's pretty deep into the booze and some other stuff, possibly.
the Daily Beast was also not independently able to confirm the anecdotes. Still, they offer a glimpse into the internal debate within Project Veritas before O'Keefe went on leave and saw his decisions reversed by the board. The memo details a series of bizarre incidents. In one during a September 2022 trial against a Democratic consulting firm that O'Keefe later lost, an employee complained that O'Keefe berated them in front of the jurors because he needed something to eat. Ultimately, the employees alleged O'Keefe took a sandwich from a heavily pregnant woman to satiate his hunger. Yes. I was yelled at in front of jurors because I, he was hungry, and then he took the eighth-month pregnant woman's sandwich, the account reads. In another apparent reference to O'Keefe, a staffer complains about employees at Project Veritas getting spat upon. Rule number one, you can't spit in an employee's face over a tweet, the message reads. True story. The memo authors describe O'Keefe as a paranoid, uh, oh, sorry, paranoiac, so fearful of leakers within his organization that he set up at least one mole hunt complete with a private investigator and a lie detector test. He tried to Project Veritas... Project Veritas. Yes, from the inside. I, I don't know if he filmed the whole thing and did a sting and everything, or maybe he hired an actor and everything. And, you know, he's like, hey, hey, why don't you take a seat? Yeah, so it seems that uh, I didn't, in fact, spit in your face, right? Well, you did, James. You, you spit a lot on my face. You didn't need to do that, by the way. That was really, really rude and gross. Well, turns out that never happened at all, because according to this hidden camera that you didn't even know existed, while you were pooping, I filmed you. James... What's going on here, buddy? Like, we, we used to be something, you know? We, we, we had a vision. We were going to take them down. You spoke at CPAC. Every CPAC. <laughs> In another incident, the top O'Keefe lieutenant was required to take polygraphs as part of the leak investigation. If you can't trust your own team, let alone your own team leaders, what kind of trust do you claim to have? One employee claimed in the memo, describing the lie detector tests. Making your employees take lie detectors? That is so weird. And you know they were asking them some very, very personal questions that they shouldn't be asking their employees. The employees also complained more broadly about O'Keefe's alleged widespread use of verbal abuse, claiming they could be publicly humiliated or face public crucifixions at O'Keefe's hands in front of donors or other employees. Throughout the memo, O'Keefe is described as berating various employees so strongly that people who witnessed the alleged abuse apologized to O'Keefe's targets later. In one instance, the employees claim O'Keefe called Project Veritas staffer Spencer Meads, a staffer so prominent in the group that the FBI raided his home a pussy. They were raided, and James still called Spencer that name. <laughs> How could you? You know, that's the worst name you can ever call a man, because it's a reference to a woman's vagina. How dare you? How dare you call them a pussy? <laughs> In another anecdote, staffers were so severely verbally attacked by James that the staff morale dropped to an all-time low. DeMelmo's authors also raised concerns about Akif's use of Project Veritas money to promote his own theatrical ambitions. Project Veritas is best known for its undercover stings against Democratic groups and other Republican targets, but O'Keefe, who performed in high school musicals, has added a series of musical productions to the group's repertoire, including an elaborate Project Veritas experience that involves O'Keefe dancing while wearing a bulletproof vest. Now, my friends, I have brought you footage of this. We will see this in first hand. I want to tell you that this is not new to me. I knew about his musical theatrics for a long time. I could tell that this was a man who did like he was not living his truth and that's sad it, it, it is really sad the same thing goes for tim pool okay this story is going to intersect between them two very soon both of them really want to be rock stars and theatrical uh performers uh like i think the height of james o'keefe's career would not be taking down aoc in a sting operation even though he would love that as would a lot of the right it would be getting a tony a tony award those are the awards given for the highest levels of uh that particular field and i think that's what he truly wanted let us take a quick break to see some of what he is missing out on this is very early on some very early james o'keefe musical numbers and by the way 
it's amazing that so much right-wing fucking Christian fascist money was being poured into this outfit, and this is what it was getting translated into. Like, if there's someone who's in Project Veritas and corrupt, maybe James O'Keefe was a hero all along. Because if he's willing to take all their money and instead do these lies to basically target trans people and stuff like that, or make everyone confused about why we should actually hate Big Pharma, uh, this, this, this is what it was truly going towards. What's this bootleg Seinfeld backing track? You know what? That's kind of it, right? It's like it's scuffed ass wannabe Michael Jackson uh, mixed with all these right wing politics. Well, at the same time, uh, it sounds like the soundtrack comes directly from Seinfeld. <laughs> Look at little baby James. He was so young back then. <laughs> I'm going to be a star when I grow up. You can't tell me what to do, mom and dad. <laughs> you know what? That's probably really sad. I shouldn't even laugh about that. It's probably like some like really right-wing Christian household where they're like, no, in this family, we're oil men. You're going to get out there and you're going to drill for oil. That's what we do, James. You're not going to disgrace my family name or your bloodline with any gay shit. You're not going to be in theater. You're not going to be in musicals. No, Dad. I'm not even gay. I just want to sing. I want to dance. Now, I know, I know, it was very, very cringe, exceptionally cringe. I've, I've made you sit through some pretty intense cringe, but it does not even compare in the slightest, not even a fraction. Think of sand on the beach to what you are about to see. biggest problems with the Tim Pools and the James O'Keefe's is, again, if you are really trying to uphold traditionalist uh, values, you are trying to uphold power structures, power structures of white supremacy, power structures, of course, of patriarchy uh, in various ways. And so by targeting, say, uh, corruption or the ability to maintain free speech or like we're going after this, ultimately, your art is going to be uh, at best incredibly derivative and uh, counter to the actual original messaging in the original music video that was done by Michael Jackson back in the day uh, in the sequence that he's I guess you could say he would say it's probably an homage I would say it's kind of a parody um, 
we'll save the the Project Veritas paid by uh, video for a couple seconds because I want to learn a little bit more about what's happening behind the scenes. The memo's authors also raised concerns about O'Keefe's use of Project Veritas. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, the experience involves O'Keefe dancing while wearing a bulletproof vest. I'm going to show you that soon. In December, Project Veritas acknowledged improperly giving O'Keefe $20,500 in excess benefits to pay for the Project Veritas staff to accompany him to Virginia as he prefer- performed a lead role in the production of the musical Oklahoma. In the memo, one employee worried that all the money spent on musicals risked alienating donors. All the theater stuff and how it was handled makes me very uneasy, the memo reads. Adding later, in the end, we are in deficit now. Our fans and potential fans beyond that do not respond positively to all that stuff. But musicals weren't the only thing irritating the donors. According to one petition, O'Keefe is portrayed throughout the document as badgering uncomfortable donors for five and six figure checks. Other donors didn't like the treatment of his employees, the employees said. When a woman O'Keefe had asked for 75,000 check requesting a picture with him, adding, uh, according to the memo, he was very rudely refused. Uh, Irish Panda, thank you for the five gifted subs. It's very generous of you. This is how this show is funded, by the way. And I'm not going to lie to you. Sometimes they may turn it into musical acts, uh, you know, different uh, effects, different rooms like this you see before you. And, and these wonderful things that are the artist Kyle and our worker co-op has, has put together. And yes, uh, sometimes we're, we're going to dance. Sometimes we're going to have dancey things and, and we're going to enjoy our dancing. And, and, and to be honest with you, I'm not ashamed of that because I enjoy those things. And, and you know when you fund this show that some of that money may go towards that. But here's the thing. With James O'Keefe... They're living a lie. So many of these dudes, they're living lies. It's like, it's it's both tragic, sad, and at the same time, I'm very happy that James O'Keefe is siphoning far-right funds and transferring them into productions of the musical Oklahoma. That's darling. That's amazing. I would rather that that money is being used like with illicit funds to go do something like that rather than say, I don't know, target trans people. This is so much better. If it's like, hey, we have to take our staff. What are we going to do? Some kind of sting operation? Are we going after Pfizer again? Or maybe we're going to go to one of those drag shows we've heard so much about. Uh, No, this is even worse. Worse than a drag show. Uh, Yeah, totally, totally. Anyways, come with me. Okay, so um, we got to get ready. We got about four to five weeks before, uh, you know, opening day. And I, I don't know if you're all ready for this, but you got to you got to work on those pipes, guys. And it's like, wait, what? We're doing Oklahoma w- with the money from Project Veritas that, that, that like the big donors have given you. F- that's why you flew us all out here to do a fucking wrong. Oklahoma. <laughs> I mean, maybe he was a hero all along. When a woman, uh, uh, when a woman O'Keefe had asked for seventy-five thousand dollars check, requested a picture with him, according to the memo, he was very really refused. She was humiliated to the point of tears. Okay, so let's see what uh, Tim Cast has to say about this. Because br- Tim Cast shares a lot with Tim Pool. If you didn't know, I'll just quickly show you two seconds of his latest music video. Uh, I believe it's called Genocide. Tim Pool Genocide. I was slowly marching to our suicide instead of living. Tell me what to do instead of dreaming. Let me die for you. If I could see the darkness in the minds and that tainted eyes. So you get it, right? Um, rage with the machine. So uh, they both share that. Uh, they both have a passion for if I could have been anything. I don't know if I would have been the YouTube guy who hates queer people for money. I don't know if that would have been my path. I, I, there could have been other. I could have been a border. Could have been a pro border. 
maybe could have gone pro. You never know, right? I mean, you know, a handful of pro boarders have told me that they think I'm adequate. Uh, I also could have been maybe the front man for a band. You know, we could have done a world tour, sold some stadiums, blah, 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 probably break up, get back together, uh, get into a fight at the Grammys, you know, that kind of stuff. So this is the path that both James O'Keefe, you wanted to be a famous, um, you know, in, in musicals, that kind of stuff. Tim Pool wanted to be basically in a worse Nickelback. Breaking news pertaining to Project Veritas and James O'Keefe. He has been placed on paid leave over some kind of controversy involving the firing of a chief financial officer. I have a Twitter thread from one individual breaking down what happened. And I can say right now that I have. Why don't you like you have the actual complaints? <laughs> We know you do. You, you were like bragging about it on the Timcast versus like we uh, we're now going to, uh, you know, my own proprietary website where we have the actual complaints here themselves. But sure, Twitter threads explaining it also good. The letter drafted by the employees making complaints about James O'Keefe. And uh, I'm with James O'Keefe on this one. Nickelback does metal now. It's not bad. It's not not bad. Ooh, I do not want to dip my ears into hearing what that sounds like right now. <laughs> it's too much, all right? We're already enjoying ourselves. We're having a fun Friday. These are wonderful, darling stories from some of the worst human beings on the planet. These people make so many other people's lives miserable for money. And it turns out that they've both been kind of living lies and they want to do other things. Look, I don't know a whole lot about the internal workings of Project Veritas. I just know that James O'Keefe is Project Veritas. So what we're hearing is that there's some uh, disgruntled employees who have, filed, who have issued their complaints. One third about, of the uh, staff. And One third of the in staff. In some instance, apparently he tried to fire an individual or, or more, which resulted in the board taking the action of removing James O'Keefe. All of this at a time when uh, infighting and drama among the anti-establishment and the culture war right seems to be reaching critical mass. <laughs> It's true, and I'm so here for it. Oh, the the longer you're all fighting each other, the less you're going after marginalized communities. That's and it's music to my ears. Keep going. Let them fight. Let them fight. Like fucking, and it's gonna the the schism is all the way up to the highest levels. All right, we're, we're talking the presidency. Like fucking Donald Trump going after Ron DeSantis now, straight up just being like, eh, he's a groomer. Groomer loves kids. Loves kids. Always has been. Always has been. You know, now it's like, holy shit. All right. Well, we got one camp that's going to be straight up like uh, they're calling each other groomers. Great. They're not calling queer people groomers. They're not calling trans people groomers. They're not calling gay people groomers. They're not calling kids fucking being groomed by teeth. Like, awesome. Fight each other. That, that sounds so much better. So it is what it is. Uh, I can't tell you why it's happening. It is just... it's Anti-establishment right is an oxymoron. Yeah, I know. that. Like, And that's why, like... Ultimately, the, the James O'Keefe based songs or musical numbers and or the Tim Pool slash rockouts are, are never truly going to be fantastic pieces of art because at the end of the day, it is about upholding the status quo. It is about upholding uh, the, the current systems as they are to the benefit of the very few. It is about maintaining white supremacy. It is about maintaining patriarchy. That's that, 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 like, and at the end of the day, you can have incredibly well-produced music videos, very slick-sounding production you can hire producers you can get entire bands together and you could probably even start selling tickets out that doesn't change the fact that at the end of the day uh, like you're still like yeah i just love the machine where is the boot lord you know that kind of shit like it's, it's like it it is technically music this is technically a rock song right uh but i i wouldn't call it good uh, that going that far happening everywhere and especially considering project veritas 
recently just came out with one of its biggest stories ever, exposing an executive from Pfizer talking about what people would colloquially describe as gain of function research. This comes off. Uh, again, absolutely zero evidence has been provided. That person worked for Pfizer. In the video itself, he says that he actually was lying the entire time to impress someone on a date. Also seems incredibly strange that someone suddenly goes into the strange fit where they all start fighting each other. Also kind of feels like they were acting. Either way, there's nothing in there so far that we've seen that leads us to believe that this in fact was someone who was not only working for Pfizer, but describing how Pfizer has been in fact doing directed evolution and gain of function research. Whoa, the scary things. You don't fully know how they operate, but you You've heard them before and you know they're scary when you hear them invoked off is highly suspect why now by the way i like i did a little googling and it turns out the very people who are supposed to be in that position at pfizer uh that information the people who are in those positions is publicly available and and i was like oh that doesn't look like the person who was in the video but again there could be another person who's uh, working at pfizer who they don't want to reveal of course works there and this person's actual information has been scrubbed off the internet for some reason also strange but yep who knows who knows a, a person and a uh an outfit that has a documented history of lying for money and donations which i didn't know some of that money was going into uh Musical numbers, which that, okay, that part's darling, but everything else, fuck you. Project Veritas's biggest moment. And they've had many big moments, don't get me wrong. The Amy Rohrbach tapes, where they exposed how ABC News covered up the Epstein interview. Why right now is this all happening? It seems why? tactless. Why would, pro- why, if, if Project Veritas had a problem, if the board members had a problem, why would they not simply say, guys, we're going to wait? Maybe they can't. I don't know. Well, let me know what you think. I'm sure there are a lot of people who have their concerns uh, or issues with me because I've certainly been in a mood, as it were. But um, I think <laughs> in a mood, we have a serious conversation about the, the, the bifurcation and the fracturing and the collapse in the unity that we've seen in the culture war right, as it would be described. And uh, we need we, 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 we have to address it. We have to absolutely address it. Look, man, you know, it's one thing when you feel personally slighted or you're upset about the way an organization is operating. But let me just stress right now between The Daily Wire and Steven Crowder. Um, between me and, and, and the quartering and anyone else in, in, you know, involved in that, between Project Veritas and James O'Keefe. Yeah, we can't have this. We absolutely cannot. Ron DeSantis, Trump. We can have our differences. We can have our disagreements. But if this persists at this level, especially after I just covered a story at 1 p.m. about two Republicans now being killed, this will be the end of whatever it is we are all trying to accomplish. The story of Project Veritas, I've been, I've been hearing murmurs about from sources uh, over the past couple of days and not gotten any strong confirmation. But I do now have the unpublished letter as of the time of recording of this video unpublished. I don't know. Maybe someone will get it uh, out before before I publish this video. But at the time, the the document explaining why people are upset with James O'Keefe. And uh, uh, perhaps, you know, I don't know. People may think it's bad to show because it's people posting very critical things about James O'Keefe. But I actually I don't believe much of this. And it seems like I don't know, man, something's happening that is gutting our efforts to push back on the woke cult. And maybe it is. So there's one. I guess, good thing about their rhetoric over the last little while. So much has depended on a false reality. And I know they think that the liberals or leftists are living in their own false reality. Everyone must think that your opponent is living in a world like, oh, the liberalism is a mental disorder. You always hear them say that, stuff like that, right? But they are not living in reality. Uh, and they live in a reality in which just the very discussion of uh, things like pronouns now means that you are, in fact, grooming children, things like that. If you happen to be gay and you mention that you have a husband, that is, of course, grooming children if a children is anywhere near that conversation and stuff like that. They, they've gone so 
so far beyond the pale. They they don't believe that there was an attempted coup. They uh, they some of them believe that Donald Trump actually won the election. Uh, you know. None of this is real. None of this is based in reality. And so to explain things, they constantly have to do this whole conspiracy theory shit. And right now it's kind of biting Tim Pool in the ass because, like, the reality of the situation is that James O'Keefe, it seems, is, like, a very uh, difficult man to work with, a tyrannical leader of his company, uh, has a substance abuse problem, uh, has a potential problem with uh, sexually and verbally abusing uh, staff, uh, could be responsible uh, for overseeing a company that has allowed staff members to overdose on drugs, has incredibly high rates of drug use, uh, and uh, of a a very, very uh, dysfunctional atmosphere. And in in addition to all that, was siphoning lots and lots of money into his own personal pet project, which, of course, is the James O'Keefe musical experience. A, by- a byproduct of the fact that we're not a cult, that we don't all, all agree, that we don't all get along. Well, we may not. We may not get uh, agree and we may not get along, but this is, is reaching a point of serious concern. And having seen that story earlier about two Republicans being shot and killed, maybe not political, seeing James O'Keefe ousted from Veritas at, at their, their peak moment, I think it's time we, we, we consider minimizing him it's because these people are all fucking gross ass scumbags gross there's not a conspiracy theory that's like oh this conspiracy theory has made apparently allegedly matt gates traffic a whole bunch of children and and, and apparently uh you know supply them with drugs before he was sexually assaulting them oh it must be the matrix speaking of the matrix andrew tate actually isn't guilty at all did you know about this he's actually starting a fund to be able to like uh you know go after people who falsely accuse men of uh things like human trafficking and, and stuff like that like these people are all they're all scumbags Every single one of them. Like, the reason Matt Walsh is getting rolled right now is because of Matt Walsh's history of being gross. It's like, yeah, he he went to a fucking health board in Tennessee and they were straight up like, um, why are you, like, what is your actual qualifications for speaking about the health of children who, uh, you know, and the, 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 the relationship between a doctor and a parent? Uh, what, what gives you the right to be able to speak on this? Well, I have a brain. A brain and a soul, and I can read good enough. I uh, read good enough that I know what's actually happening. I can see the truth. It's like, well, uh, Matt, you uh, you think sixteen is the ideal impregnation age of teenagers, and that the problem isn't that teenagers could get impregnated by older men at that age. It's that those older men are cowards and don't marry them afterwards. The problem is the lack of marriage, not the fact that old dudes are impregnating kids. That's gross. Oh no, that's a that's a hit piece. It's a media matters hit piece. And all I was saying was that at that particular age, that's what used to happen. Medieval times. That's what I was talking about. The fact that he lied about that though, and and like tried to downplay how gross it is, you know that he thinks that something's fucked up about more people hearing about it. That that gives you ammunition. That clip in its entirety, his own words, by the way. This is not oh defamation. Not uh, d- this is you. This is you talking here in this clip, uh, Matt. He does not like other people hearing the actual reality of that clip. And that's that's good, because the guy is a massive bigot. He's a massive fucking, he's a self-described fascist, so fuck Matt Walsh. So when you know something upsets Matt Walsh to that degree. Our emotional uh, responses to the drama between each other and maximizing our emotional responses and logical responses to the greater fight at hand. That is to say that if this drama continues between various networks, it will result in um, our failure. I can only put it that way. So while certainly I have my personal feelings, I'm going to start this video out by saying this to all the people who are uh, upset with me, especially over the video that I I put out the other day. You know what? I'm going to apologize. Absolutely. And I'm going to be completely honest with you. Obviously, we have our differences. And obviously, I feel a certain way. 
but I don't want to fight with you. Not right now. Not after reading these stories about these murders. Not after seeing what's going on with Project Veritas. And not after Project Veritas did something so important. So to all of you who are upset, I do apologize because it was stupid. We can't do this. It was stupid considering what's going on with the Daily Wire and Stephen Crowder. And I think you guys need to figure out how to work that one out as well. Because this, 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 this one freaked me out. I started, uh, I got to be careful about what I say to protect sources. By the way, um, he doesn't care about being labeled on the right anymore. Right, like that—that's over now. You, this this whole thing is about him aligning with all these other far right people and extremists and being like, whatever project we're doing, we can't fight with each other because we're all on the same team. Clearly, and I apologize. Okay, cornering. I'm not going after you anymore. None, none of you. Like those those officially, those days are done. I'm speaking with journalists based out of out of New York who uh, you've got many leftists who are taking this story and. You know, it doesn't feel right and something feels wrong. And it feels like this may be the biggest threat to our efforts to protect American values, to protect what we believe in in this country. So we can't have it. So again, I'm not that kind of guy. You know, I'm kind of a, a, an arrogant narcissist, whatever you want to call me. But uh, I'm going to start this out by saying, Jeremy, Jeremy Hambly, we shouldn't fight. I, 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 have, I, have, I have very little concerns about the, the drama stuff. We got to talk about this. This is the big news. We have to come together where we agree. And obviously me and anybody else is upset outside of Jeremy or because uh, obviously, as you probably already know, Jeremy, I've seen I haven't watched the video, but I've seen the thumbnail uh, They're They're frenzies again. Yeah. Yeah. It was very short lived, very short lived coming together for the greater good. We're not going to grant a lot of things, but we got to come together and make sure that w this man. Look, I, I believe in Project Veritas, but I don't know. about I don't know what's going on. I, I, I there's one thing that gives me hope in 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 in. By the way, uh, just so we're clear, uh, these are all franchises, really big public figures, extremists, if you will, uh, that all peddle in bigotry. That's Jeremy the Quartering, his entire fucking channel. It's all just bigotry. You can use whatever words you want to code yourself with. You can be like, oh, no, I'm just a right wing pop culture who wants to talk about the wokeification of movies. That's all I do. I just talk about how there's a woke agenda. Yeah. Oh, cool. What's the woke agenda? Oh, anytime there's like a black person or a trans person, basically like anything other than a white person, a white man, a white cis man, a white straight cis man, let's be honest, uh, in the lead of action movie, then I get mad why do you get mad oh well i get mad because uh, i don't like the other things that's my whole channel yeah and, and then i'm going to talk about why those things are bad and why those movies go broke uh, because they went woke that's 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 the whole thing that's what i'm going to do doesn't matter if i target a whole bunch of marginalized communities doesn't matter if my audience filled with anger goes after marginalized communities whenever i target them like whenever there's like say uh, a woman who's a game journalist and then i make a couple videos about her well it's really weird how she has to lock all her social media accounts because she's just flooded with a whole bunch of people just being like Bleh. and then when the quarter talks about it, he's like well i mean it's, they went after me first oh the bees are stinging me oh, oh god the hornets are stinging me Everything we're fighting for and we're standing up for as it pertains to liberty, individualism, you know, all of these things, honesty, integrity. And it was knowing that there is an upstart ragtag group of individuals pushing back that Project Veritas, one of the last organi journalistic organizations in this country with true integrity. And that's what I mean. That's all you need to know, right? This is, a again, a, a, an outfit of lies. It has been fully uh, covered, debunked multiple times. It's even had legal repercussions and had to have payouts as a result of the fact that they just lie. They lie, and that's it. And this is the level of quality you've got with this individual here. Man, Tim, you are looking burnt out. But I understand. Like, it's one thing to have, uh, you know, uh, opposing political... Uh, 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 what is it, pundits go after you. It's another thing entirely to have people, obviously, fellow content creators be like, I am now targeting you and we are starting a war. This is a battle, blah, blah, blah. Um, but when he says the bigger picture, like, 
one thing that is good is that a handful of these people, really the bottom line is money. Like there are some true believers, there are some people who legitimately blah, blah. I think that Tim Pool has been getting deeper and deeper into his own beanie. And there's like, you know, multiple people have spoken out about how the life on the compound is becoming increasingly more frightening. Uh, it's They are incredibly heavily armed. It, it is like a fortress in terms of the amount of guns and bullets and ammo that they're all buying. Uh, and the whole thing is obviously a dictatorship where Tim Pool, uh, like, holds a lot over the rest of his employees uh, their, their housing their food their health care all that kind of shit uh, i mean you can say that i'm living with my friends but you're, you're living on a compound with your staff they are your staff and apparently he's increasingly narcissistic like going on these delusions of grandeur being like i built an empire i'm a multi-millionaire no one tells me what to do kind of shit like these are direct first-hand accounts from people who are there including his own sister so yeah it, it doesn't surprise me that at this point he's probably going to get a little bit more deeply entrenched into the soul like this is a mission you know i am no longer a milquetoast fence sitter i can no longer be silent during all of this um here's what uh project veritas uh was apparently losing money uh, by James O'Keefe and making his staff uh, be <laughs> co-stars in it. Those things out loud, but it's obvious. It bleeds, it leads. If it bleeds, it leads. I think that's obvious. Twitter permanently suspended his account after he exposed hypocrisy and fraud at CNN. Project Veritas, a very controversial that conservative group. promoting misinformation. The reported that the footage of Project Veritas was part of According a, to Stanford researchers, a coordinated disinformation Coordinated disinformation. Sued the New York Times for defamation. Project Veritas just won a major victory in that case. Come to you and offer you $100 million. You're not going to settle? So tell them to go to hell. I, 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 I just can't believe that my face is on TV. Oligarchy and my left to right. Emoji. O'Keefe is suing Twitter for death. So this is what the James O'Keefe musical was ultimately going to be. The whole thing was planned to pop off in Vegas. And back when he was advertising it, I guess that was kind of like the height of his career. This is like, this is peak James, you know? He's speaking at CPAC all the time. He's just writing the high of all their CNN catfishing videos. Those ones might have actually had CNN employees saying things like, oh yeah, we report uh, on this story or this story was suppressed. But again, you're getting them in uh, a state where someone else is just flirting with someone else and may or may not be telling the truth. It's one of those things. But James O'Keefe is riding high at this moment. And so he's like, hey, I'm selling this really expensive package if you go to youtube.com slash the surf times you'll see the old video he's got this video he had this whole package where you could get like vip and stuff like that and this is where i entered the story uh, a little bit because i didn't actually want to get the james o'keefe musical that it turns out he was embezzling a whole bunch of funds from all of these again uh, you know right-wing funding sources i i didn't want to get it canceled i i i actually want him to live his truth i would prefer if james o'keefe is is embezzling their money on musicals and and, and you know you go uh, be the king you deserve to be live your truth like i hope you feel seen um so that that's actually uh in in looking back on it uh, a bad thing that it happened i'll, I'll explain it in a couple seconds taken down because they confronted a facebook executive a video like that down it would be due to a doxing concern i can show you a video of cnn doing the exact same thing Twitter made factual statements about our client that are false it 
you get it. It's 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 the same thing over and over and over. And yeah, we're not left. We're not right. We're Project Veritas. Have you been defamed, Project Veritas? Um, but yeah, the fact that that was siphoning money is amazing. So, a little back in the day. Too much vino and Project Veritas, my extremely weird evening with James O'Keefe. I thought I was attending a book launch party. Then came the hagiographic techno cabaret. The strobes are pulsing. The fog machines are pumping. Three professional dancers wearing haute couture costumes appear to be made of newsprint contort themselves on stage to an all-encompassing roar of Lady Gaga's bad romance. Their dance partners, dressed in blue, windbreakers, and FBI caps, run their hands lavishly up these mainstream media sirens. Behind them on an enormous screen, graphics emerge through Warzone CGI smoke, the New York Times logo followed by a Versus, followed by Veritas. Be brave. Do something. For once, no one can dispute the truth of a Project Veritas claim. This is, as promised, an unforgettable performance. I'm standing in the back of the Glimmer Ballroom at La Fontaine Bleu Hotel in Miami. Oh, so that's where they ended up moving. So this was originally supposed to take place in Vegas. I'm glad it ended up taking place. Okay, we didn't we didn't fully stop the whole thing from taking place. That's good. Uh, do I still have a link to that? Yeah, so <laughs> this was the original one. This is Project Veritas, the Las Vegas experience. And I called into the nightclub, and I called the nightclub not to get it canceled, just to ask some questions. I, I I was I just wanted to be like, how much is your VIP package? What does it come with? Will I be able to like have a conversation with James? Can I meet him? Is it gonna like just just I, it was kind of just I wanted to know some details. It wasn't to like prank them. It wasn't to prank the the woman who's working on the other end, who was obviously like one of the staff. But she was like, I don't really know who these people are. Uh, I'll have to get back to you. And then the next day, this happened. Just received notification from. The Light Nightclub in Las Vegas, they are canceling Project Veritas's experience event on July 16th. Yeah, so um, this one backfired. Uh, and uh, I'm really happy that it actually ended up taking place. It, it moved to Miami. And uh, yeah, so that's that's the, my little contribution to the entire uh, story. Uh, again, I, I'm, I'm very happy that he ended up producing this and spent a lot of money doing so. Maybe it's actually a win in that it was probably expensive to have to transfer everything. Maybe, I don't know, or, or a last-minute cancellation, something like that. Uh, Jake Toady, thank you. Way to get him canceled, you woke mob. I know, I know. I'm standing back in the Glimmer Ballroom at Lafontaine, blah, blah, blah. Okay, my comp complimentary copy of James O'Keefe's book, American Muckraker. Oh, nice. Get them book sale numbers up because you're just handing them out and that's a business. <laughs> Sits next to me on a cocktail table alongside several empty glasses. The gentleman responsible for half of them, who does not wish to go on record, is enthusiastically telling me that I should consider becoming an undercover agent. I tell him, I'll think about it. I'm probably not going to enlist in the Project Veritas Army. Personal convictions aside, I suspect I'm already blacklisted. When the woman at the registration table asked me to stand aside and wait, I began to worry. When two enormous men in suits walked purposefully towards me ten minutes later, I wondered if I could at least get my money back. Instead, they were informing me they knew who I was and that I would be allowed in anyway. We welcome all stripes here, one of them said. He handed me his card and told me to reach out if I wanted a quote. I assured him I would. After he left, I inspected the card to discover that this was not a PR representative, but a chief legal counsel, an oblique warming from a notorious litigious group I have chosen to completely ignore. The business card is fortuitous, as is my tolerated presence, since I hope to get some answers while I'm here. What, precisely, is James O'Keefe trying to do? The gawky teenager whose early videos include him pretending to marry his male friend for the lulls and the benefits and convincing college students to become pen pals with accused terrorists in Guantanamo Bay 
has, through relentless effort, transformed himself into the mastermind of a political powerhouse whose videos receive hundreds of thousands of views on YouTube and serious airtime in right-wing news outlets. What is his endgame? What is it for? And what does it mean for the rest of us as voting rights take center stage in American domestic politics that O'Keefe is gaining popularity with a large and growing audience that sees his work as one of the few sources of information it can trust? The book jacket of American Muckraker describes itself as a seminal work of nonfiction that recounts the journalistic mass movement of today. In shackles, this muckraker gave up his Miranda rights and spoke to the FBI. In shackles, you'd be surprised what you do, O'Keefe writes, in a single night in prison on January 25th, 2010. The uh, various simpleton amongst us, drawing on all of life's experience, can gasp, but only me? What for? Back here at La Fontainebleau, uh, O'Keefe and his fellow uh, troubadours bring in a traumatic uh, attest to life on stage as a backdrop of prison footage plays behind him. Take him to the parish prisoner. A voiceover booms menacingly as guards force the young and gangly actor, playing O'Keefe into an orange jumpsuit. See if they've got you any food. If they don't, don't worry about it. A troop of jumpsuited prisoners enter and begin dancing vigorously to OPP, short for Orleans Parish Prison, in that context. The backup dancer at the center of the lineup is none other than the real O'Keefe, who looks fondly at his youthful representation of his past self as he nails every move with exuberance I can feel all the way back from the nosebleed section. One thing is for sure, the muckraker is having the time of his life. And this is the part it's it's both tragically sad that these horrifying bigots probably faced a lot of people telling them along the way for one reason or another especially in far-right circles you can't do it son you can't become a dancer not in this family not in this house in this house we praise jesus not satan and you're not going to do that or maybe it was a teacher or a friend or a colleague or a girlfriend who said james does this, does this mean you don't like me? And he's like, no, no, I actually, I'm not gay. This has nothing to do with being gay. I actually just want to dance and sing. That's all. And they're like, no, you can't do that, James. If men do that, it's gay. On the left, you could be whoever you like. You're, you're, you're right. You're correct. The far cry from the 1300 O'Keefe and his friend Hannah Giles used to finance the 2009 Acorn Sting that transformed him from a lanky, low-rent Borat knockoff to national celebrity virtually overnight. As he held in previous less famous videos, O'Keefe and his compatriot adopted a ridiculous persona, a prostitute and her pimp boyfriend seeking tax advice and housing assistance. Unlike previous videos, O'Keefe chose a politically relevant target, Acorn, the nation's largest aid organization for low- and moderate-income people. The duo targeted six Acorn locations across the country. Rather than call the police or tell them to leave, the low-level employees spoke to the attempt to help disguise Giles' income to avoid paying taxes. When Giles began talking about using house assistance to create a brothel for undocumented and underage Salvadorian girls, the employees appeared to be on board with this too. And thus, we find a way. James O'Keefe was still able to express himself creatively, but still please the right. Daddy would still be happy. It would be like, oh, okay, you're not a, you're not one of those musical types. You're actually taking down the deep state and possibly the Jews. I'm not sure how bad his father was. I don't know anything about his dad. This uh, characterization could be completely inaccurate. His dad actually could have been uh, very open, and his rejection of him could have been based on the fact that he was, in fact, too liberal, and he wanted to be something else, something more right-wing. I don't know the origin story, okay? I I'm just saying, in, in amongst all this, it's a good thing that James O'Keefe is... Uh, is, is siphoning money away from the right to the far right and putting it into musicals, even if they are musicals about his own life. It sucks now, though, that apparently the Quartering and Tim Pool are besties again. Dang it, Tim. I, I just released, like, a banger video going through your writer's uh, piece. That was all. 
Oh yeah, I didn't show you Tim Pool's tweets. Okay, so Tim Pool, if you haven't been following all of the civil wars that are coming down all over the, like everyone is fighting each other, he's not wrong. You've got Trump versus DeSantis calling DeSantis a groomer. You got Steven Crowder going after Daily Wire and everyone uh, involved in those two camps are all fighting each other independently and having to stand up for their own team. Uh, you got the quartering versus Tim Pool, which has been going on for a while now. The quartering is basically just harvesting as much as he can in terms of content out of it because that's what he does. He's just like, he's a content vampire uh, and uh, Tim Pool just happens to be caught in the crosshairs this time which is awesome and great uh, obviously because as they're fighting each other they're not both collectively fighting trans kids which is also awesome um, so one of the things that was the schism that started the Tim Pool quartering civil war if any of it is true by the way both Tim Pool and the quartering could just be hamming it up for the extra clicks and views right now this could just be for profit because that's uh, that's what, something I see the quartering doing Tim Pool seems to be uh, more just uh, I am God kind of thing going on right now living in his like bunker having his employees aka his friends and family all getting more and more heavily armed by the day as he is like i have built this from the ground up i am your lord and savior drink from the beanie thou hath like that kind of shit so uh yeah tim tim is a lot more worrying but the quarter is just like oh nice more content here we go uh, and the schism between both of them is Eliza Blue, who is a right-wing swerf, uh, who is a uh, an alleged survivor of uh, sex trafficking uh, and uh, an alleged uh, survivor of child abuse uh, as well as sexual abuse. Uh, and many of the right have started to poke holes in her official story and are accusing her of not actually having been uh, sex trafficked. Uh, also video surfaced of her having very yikesy takes about it being uh, appropriate for children uh, to have sex with adults if the children consent in certain cases and that the community deems that to be okay, which is obviously fucked because children can't consent. Um, so yeah, that was basically it. The reason they all started hating and turning on Eliza this moment in time is that she's doing censorship. She's basically like going against their free speech uh, ideals, even though none of them actually believe in it. They just don't like it when uh, they get caught or, you know, people go after them. Um, so ultimately, she was getting people's accounts or uh, frozen uh, if they posted video that was uh, her. She acted in a hip hop video that is obviously she's highly sexualized in that video. Um, and uh, they posted either screenshots of it or video of it, which, again, she was paid. She's gotten it taken down uh, from YouTube, but uh, that was originally the copyright of the copyright holders. Uh, I don't know if she's spoken to them saying that she was uh, sexually assaulted as a result of the production of that video. And that's why it's being taken down. But anyways, they posted screenshots of that. She then got their accounts locked because she has Elon kind of ear in this whole thing and we learned yesterday as well from behind the scenes man we're learning what goes on behind all of these facets of the right to the far right right now behind the scenes elon does answer the cat turd call at 4 a.m so if eliza blue is like hey by the way this this person is doing something bad yeah apparently elon is like oh okay i want to stay epic for all of you which is just wild just just wild the worst people on the on the planet uh he's willing to do that for so anyways uh, Tim was, uh, Tim's had Eliza on twice and uh, the quartering was going after Tim for his support and or uh, not condemning Eliza in the midst of all this. Uh, he continued to be like, I don't give a fuck if all of you come after me. Uh, I had her on my show. What's wrong with all of you? Blah, blah, blah. And then finally, this is the point where Tim has broken and now he's turning on Eliza as well. Eliza Blue got four of my YouTube videos removed for showing uh, a, a documentary trailer which featured three to five seconds of her public at the time now removed world star hip hop video. Must be nice to have the power to rewrite history then gaslight Twitter and YouTube into accepting. We believe that your content was removed in error. You can let us know. Uh, privacy complaint regarding the following video. The claim we've removed the content in question. Alright. And so because of this one, Tim's obviously just, I think, not enjoying the level of... Uh, 
uh, combativeness that's happening. Like, the Quarterings fans, when they go after you, they go after you aggressively. His chats were just filled with people being like, oh, Tim Pool's a scumbag, blah, blah, blah. So it's easier uh, for his bottom line if he just turns on Eliza as well. Uh, but then he did this poll, which you can still participate. There's six hours left. Uh, should I shut down the Tim cast and retire? Yes. Uh, I Again, doesn't mean nothing. This is not legally binding. And like Elon proved, when someone uh, does one of these polls, Vox Populate, Vox Day, uh, he can just stop writing polls after he doesn't get one that he likes the outcome of. I like that. That was a neat trick, eh? Yes, I will abide by the uh, the poll. And it's like, oh, okay, uh, stop running Twitter. And he's like, I have to run Twitter until a suitable candidate has been found. No more polls. I did not like the polls. I didn't. Um, uh, needs more leftists. Hassan needs a boost here. Obviously, this is, uh, why the whole thing is uh, a big joke. But he, uh, did make a tweet longer in the series of a broken up tweet. I realized last night that there is a radical misalignment between my values and the target of my large, uh, and many of the largest culture warriors. The death threats, revenge porn, etc. People are not willing to stand up for their business, schools, to stop kids from being castrated. So he's going full down uh, the anti-trans fash road, by the way. Don't don't ever be fooled by Tim Pool just because of the, the silliness of him. This this is his, like, his cause. He's taking it on full on, marching towards fascism, using all of the power of his empire and his weird-ass heavily armed compound to do so. Um, but they will break the law because of a single woman they don't like. We have passive viewers and fighters. The fighters won't fight, mostly. The machine, but they will fight for drama. The passive viewers agree, but then don't fight, generally, not absolutely. Videos just about get me more interest in war, economics, culture, revolution. That's why political channels can fake videos about me. It's more interesting than politics. I'm not interested in drama, fame, money. I'm interested in worldly affairs. This is why I used to travel around, but it seems like most people either won't stand up or are only interested in the drama. <laughs> Okay, okay, let's dial it down. I'm not here to make friends. Obviously, some people have started fighting back, running for office, making cultural content and more, but the real energy isn't there. No one to defend us on our principles. Just people holding from the fight when the drama psychos come out. This might be something else that's going to happen in the future. If there's going to be clashes between, like, you know, uh, God Complex Tim over here uh, and people who are grifters. Because there are a lot of grifters on the right. A fuck ton of grifters. Because there's so much fucking money on the right. That's why you find so many right-wing grifters. And then there's a handful of people, like, you know say what you will about Nick Fuentes, the guy is fucking, he wants to have a fucking full-blown neo-Nazi fascistic movement rise in the United States uh, in some respects and in other respects he's also a grifter and a hypocrite where he's just like, no one can come inside the apartment, I want to check if you come, weirdo who turns out, like, he had um, I still live in my mother's basement, uh, incel um, stolen valor Turns out he's not actually living in his mother's basement anymore, but he lies about that uh, publicly. Uh, so, like, the other incels are like, wait, no, you're, he's just like us. He's, he's never touched a woman. He's never had sex. Blah, blah, blah. But really, he, like, he lives in an apartment, not in his mom's place because he fucking has a lot of money. And, uh, yeah, he had people living with him for a while. And he was, you know, tracking whether or not they ejaculated to make sure they, they weren't coming. People can reply in this thread saying I'm wrong or whatever, but that's exactly my point. A misalignment of our values. Beyond, there are no other glaring obvious problems. People want to come on the show for fame and influence. People beg me for money, for retweets, for, rec for recognition. That's the power machine. Lots of people watch, so now they want to come on the show. It's reality. It's sad. This has all grown way out of proportion to what I ever wanted to do, and I am no leader, no general. I just want to read the news and learn about how the world works. Talking about it, it was a byproduct of wanting to experience it. And it just keeps growing. The expansion seems infinite, and it seems like a mistake. I've talked about this repeatedly for the past year, especially with the death threats, swatting, burglaries, and stalkers. 
The stalking really gets me. People crying, begging to let me in. Former employees centering their whole lives around me. It's crazy. For what reason? The level of obsession some people have with me terrifies me. Not because I fear for my safety, but because I worry about human priorities. Like, my dude, your friends and family, friends and family in life are your employees. You make your brother and sister your employees. You don't want them talking about the things that go on at the compound. All of these people who you call your friends, they're all your employees. You are running a company. Like, yes, it's a fun-ass compound that's got chickens and, and a fucking skateboard rink and all that kind of shit. But this is still a production house. It's where you have a studio. It's where you film. It's not like you're podcasting and then that's independent of your, your lifestyle and your life. And this is like, well, no, th this is just us having fun. It's just weird how sometimes money just falls into bank account. But it's just us vibing. Like, you know, I don't even know why we hit, like, record and stream sometimes. Because, honestly, these are just the kind of conversations we're always having. We're just living. These people built for this type of life, but it ain't me. Obviously, I consistently break all the rules of PR. People simultaneously demand that I don't bow to the mob. But also, I'm arrogant for not doing what the mob says. <laughs> In the last year, we've been swatted 15 times. We think it's related to stalkers of mine and former employees. We have a few burglaries that if I choose to prosecute, would result in collateral damage to my business and properties because of how the law works. You don't get it. One person tried to be one person tried using bulgarizing my studio to get James O'Keefe and Andy knows home addresses. Long story, but yup, either we pay legal fees to block it or we drop the charges. It was a trick. The amount of back end shit goes on to make this. By the way, uh, one great thing about all of these bigots and fascists. They fucking just cannibalize each other at one point or another. Just just for the bottom line. If you have a whole bunch of uh, like capitalists who are not about, hey, we really need to destroy these structures. We need to actually uphold these structures. This is what we're fighting for. We're fighting for maintaining white supremacy. We're fighting for maintaining patriarchy. We don't want there to be equity, equality. We want just a handful of white dudes, maybe six or seven of them, to control everything control all the assets and we want to distract you in anyone trying to like dismantle that you know and, and and just distract you with culture war bullshit all the time hey it's really important that you're distracted it's really important that you think about the m&ms dr seuss hey what are they doing to kids now Ooh, did you see what disney plus is teaching they're teaching anti-white racism yes that's a big problem we need to worry about get distracted by anti-white racism all you white people get really angry about that all the time this is happening the amount of back-end shit it takes to make this machine work is a bit crazy and it seems a bit too much for me to what end, I ask? What is the end goal? What is the fight for? More rage bait? More fake news? More lying celebrities? More personalities saying what they think the mob wants to hear? More politicians proposing nothing? Trading stocks? Lying on the news? Like AOC talking about the Boston Children's Hospital. Humans. Am I right? How many years will Democrats propose retaliation? Or sorry, reparations? How many years will the debate term limits? The cycle never seems to end. It sucks up a new generation to debate the same shit that humans forgot they already debated. When will they stop talking about civil rights? When? When will they just shut the fuck up already? What the hell is wrong with all of you? Why are you always talking? Why do you always have to rub it in our faces? We get it. Slavery was bad. Genocide of indigenous people was bad. Why do we have to keep bringing that up? What's wrong with all of you? At a certain point, I just stop and say, I've talked about this 73 times already. What the fuck? I look forward to being some old man. The kids are like, old man pool once brought a billboard in Times Square. And then I yell, get off my property, you damn kids. Haters gonna hate! Ian, uh, the, the age of consent should be lowered. Miles Chong appears. <laughs>
<laughs> Who unblocked me, by the way? You unblocked me, Ian Miles Chong. That's too bad. I'm going to see if I can get that block back. Um, I just got to find his uh, his tweets that he doesn't like uh, people uh, being reminded exist. Here they are. We got them. Uh, if you haven't seen these before, by the way, here's some of his uh, his classics that he's since deleted, of course. Uh, hashtag, I need masculism because Redditors should be allowed to perv on 12-year-old girls in r slash jailbait without being called out by Anderson Cooper. Uh, at uh, another account, well, why not? A good number of people on the sex register are only there because of the cronian age consent laws. These were jokes, everyone, come on. Too high, the age of consent is 16 in most European countries. It's 18 in the US for some reason. This one doesn't feel like a joke. This, this, I, I don't get the setup, the punchline. It, it kind of just seems like you're asking for the age of consent to be lowered. You know? Well, I, I hope this is not the end of the saga. Because it, it's been, it's been a thrilling ride. I've enjoyed it thoroughly. And I really don't want to see it go away. Uh, and, you know? Time again. Time again. Well, uh, like, honestly, yeah. If I never have to hear another uh, James O'Keefe musical song again for the rest of my life, that would be awesome. But it's better. It's better for the bottom line that James O'Keefe continues to funnel money away from other Republicans and uh, far-right uh, ventures and put it into musical numbers than what they uh, otherwise do with that cash. It's good to have someone who is straight up just stealing from them. Uh, I am for that, and I hope that continues. And, uh, yeah, I hope he continues to want to live his truth. Palette cleanse, good human mo moment from today. A rescue in icy waters caught on video after Zach Stubbington received a phone call indicating two deer had fallen through the ice oh, no. and had already been in the water for oh, more no. than half an hour. The deer oh, were in a very you could die. demanding situation where they could stand up but couldn't break the ice anymore due to the exhaustion caused by the ice-cold water. So the 27-year-old warden of Rondo Provincial Park did something he had never done before jumping into that ice cold water okay. oh hero along with hero staff member breaking a channel in the ice giving the deer a clear path to shore we left them to see if they would figure it out and they did start back towards the path we created but unfortunately a dog on shore scared them back in the opposite direction ah, again. Dog. <laughs> i love dogs what are you doing though completely stopped moving and we're starting to freeze into the ice. I'm just gonna try to break ice next to her. He says by then both deer had been in the water for about. Oh, three so hours, Canadian! So the rescuers tried just gonna break ice next to her. The deer on opposite yeah, so she can get out of there, eh? Them Poor land. thing, must be so cold. Look, oh no! To your left. Go to your left. There you go. There you go. Nice. Look at that. Success. After I removed some bigger chunks for the Success. dough, she also made the path and got I'm glad you went with that cut. I know, the I know you, I know you record. Like I used to do video production, so I know uh, at the CTV News uh, desk they they went with a, a handful of recordings. You know, he's like success, 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 and then finally it was like success and they're like oh, let's, let's use that one the one with kind of a, a leer to it was able to pull off this rescue thanks to the training he's received and videos he has seen online of similar efforts but for anyone else who encounters animals in similar distress okay i'm gonna be real with you uh yeah would not have been my first course of action where I thought this video was going when they were like, he did something he's never done before. I, I thought it was going to be like, so I took like, well, sorry. So what I did there is I took a giant chain and then I, I wrapped the chain around the antlers and then I got in my uh, my 4x4 over there, buddy. Uh, you know, moved some of those uh, cans of Canadian and Kokanee out of the way. And then I uh, put it into to, to high gear and then just started driving. I, I fucking gave her. Yo, I had to give her, buddy. You really had to give her. I gave her and I gave her and then fucking, you know, the tug happened, the release and then boom, there they were. Fucking great, buddy.
Good job. Good job. You're a hero. Instead, you fucking straight up dived into the cold water. See, that wouldn't have been my... Th I wouldn't have been like, ha I'm a hero. I would be like, well, I guess I need a rope. That's pro I'll need a rope and I'll need to, to attach it to them. That's probably going to be tough, but we got to do something. So probably got to gotta get, get a rope or a harness or something like that. <laughs> wouldn't be like, now to charge into the water. Do you enjoy the surfs but prefer not to have to use your eyeballs? Many are saying this. Well, we've got the solution for you. It's the Surf Times in podcast form. Available on most major podcasting networks now. If you enjoy it, please consider leaving a good review and feedback because it really helps the show out, apparently, and it's free, just like the podcast. To our gods, Xander Corvus and Peyton L. Juice, we shall spend many a generations building mighty cathedrals in your honor. To our monarch, Tom Spiker, we are but your oafish jesters, here to offer you a laugh at any opportunity. To our brave knights of the round, Rachel K, Izzy Solidarity, Victoria Bell, Sebastian Demel, Mark Harmon, Benji Arney, Scary Earth Human, Tony, DM Rivera, Resident Scarecrow, Sir Nickus, Cheryl Alvarez, Ruby Kelly, Brandon, Words Greenwood, Everything Important, Hegbird Celine, Matthew Scarborough, Stellar Vision, Ariane McCarthy, Doug Katie, Daniel Sutton, Jenna Tao, Dark Puppy, Quiet185, Anna Loves Riley, Omni, Riley and Anna, Poodlehawk, Multimondi, Trevbot EXE, Brian Ephraim, Anthropofojak, Catherine, Ramon Acosta, Nkosin, Ralph Parler, Violent Orchard, Political Puppy, La Media Panza, Todd Buckingham, and Todd Lajeunesse. We salute our valiant heroes off to fight injustice everywhere.